0: Welcome to the True Face podcast where we have conversations about what we can learn from what's going on in our lives. My name is Robbie Engel and I'll be your guide as we learn how to increase trust and experience grace. I'm excited to jump into another podcast. It is a new year, 2021. We've got a new government uh, in a lot of ways. A lot of change is happening uh, in our country and I'm excited for uh, having a father that we can trust and who's guiding all of this, and we're all along for the ride. And as we started this year, we were hoping that it would be this new 2021, fresh, new, easy year. And I think some of us were, at least I was a little uh, dismayed or disappointed at my assumptions and expectations that, oh yeah. Yeah political division is still going on, and COVID is still going on, and people are still struggling uh, economically, and, and there's still racial tension and all this division, and we have a God and a Father who uh, died for us so that we could be unified as a body and as believers, and um, he has died that we might be connected relationally, and I'm excited to segue and introduce a friend of mine, Cornell, because uh, he has he has been a friend that has um, become a close friend over the past year and a half, two years, where I feel connected and unified with him. And he has been an encouragement, an optimistic friend um, reframe and encouragement to my life. And so I thought it'd be a great time to introduce Cornell to the True Face tribe and uh, share some of his perspective that has blessed me with you guys. So Cornell Patra, welcome to the True Face podcast. How are you, man?
1: I am doing well, Robbie. What a pleasure to talk to you and to talk to other people about what God is doing in our world, what he has done in the past, his mercy, his grace, his mighty power that delivers us from the oppression of others, governments, uh, tyrannical governments, and um, the oppression of the evil one that is present in our world today. And what he's done in the past, he can do it again. Come on. Maybe not the same way that he's done it in the past, but he has his own ways to rule over the affairs of man, the governments, um, and bring down the division between people, between um, racials, uh, racial uh, uh, divides that we have in, in this country right now. So God is in control, no matter how you put it, no matter how you come at it god is present at all times through every page of the history through every nation every people of this world his fingerprint is everywhere
0: come on cornell all right y'all listen cornell (laughs) is not a pastor uh he has been a pastor in the past but i that is a snapshot that is cornell so i'll have breakfast with cornell and i'll be coming in post pre-coffee. Uh, we'll meet up for, for coffee halfway in between where we live. And it'll be like 7 a.m. And he'll be like, brother. And he'll give me a hug. And then he'll say, and then he'll, he'll start with something like that about how good our God is and how faithful and how awesome it is. And I'm like, bro, I haven't had coffee yet. And Cornell's <laughs> optimism and passion has been What I love about him, as a new friend over this past year, uh, we all need a little Cornell in our life. Uh, So if you noticed, he talks a little funny. That's because he's from Romania originally. And Cornell, uh, he is an attorney, uh, specializes in immigration and those kind of cases, right, Cornell?
1: That is correct, but I have to uh, correct you a little bit. You are talking about me like um, I have a funny accent. (laughs) I tried to camouflage my accent, and I tried to learn southern English, southern talk. As much as I tried, Robbie, I am so sorry. I can't camouflage it. Can't hide it.
0: Don't be sorry. Your southern accent was just painful to me, so stop trying. (laughs) Own the Romanian. The... uh, so, so Cornell is an attorney and we became friends and he has had an amazing story and an amazing life which has led to this positivity and reframe. And And we were spending the weekend together a month ago and all we were talking about this political stuff and he started praying for our country with such a passion and a conviction that I was like, this dude is more optimistic and faithful and um, loves our country more than I do. And I was born here. And this is, it was an interesting, um, it taught me how ungrateful I am. And it, it, God used that to help me process some stuff about frustration and bitterness, which is not the fruit of the spirit of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness. And um, and I wasn't feeling those things with all the angst going on in our country. And God used you, Cornell, as a friend to just remind me of how good our God is and how thankful I am to live in our country. And I just needed it. And uh, I think some of us need it, which is why I wanted to pull you on the podcast today to just talk about where our country's at. And your your lens is different as a Romanian uh, who's lived here a long time. Uh, and so I wanted to just uh, get you to share your story with us. Give us some context as to where you came from, um, which shaped who you are as a man and as a, a son of God, and uh, which has shaped your faith story. So I would love for, to introduce you and to hear more about your story, to share with us as a True Faith Tribe, Cornell.
1: Thank you, Robbie. What an honor. I was born in uh, uh, 1964. Before I was born, my parents lived uh, in, in poverty, I should say, and they already had two children, two of my older sisters that were born. And uh, the midwife in the village came to her and said, um, you don't have to have any more children. Uh, you've got plenty. It's not easy to raise kids. And she offered to help my mom um, do an abortion. And uh, my mom went home and thought about it. And uh, at night, the Lord spoke to her, do not do this. This is a son of promise to you. He will be a great blessing to you and to others. And my mother chose not to abort me. I am here today because of the wise decision of a godly mother Mm. Not only that she decided to keep me and uh, deliver me into this world, but she prayed for me ever since I was born. She is um, in her 80s, living in the state of Washington, Mm. and she continues to pray for me and for my children today and for the future generations to come. I have seen the hand of God at work. Uh, in my life um, in Romania, behind the iron curtain of that country. I was born in a Christian family. My parents were Christian. We went to church, and because of that, I was subject to persecution. I had to stand up before my class and um, give an account as to how I've spent my Sunday in church and why I went to church, and Uh, my teachers and uh, my colleagues in school, high school, um, made fun of me. And I should say that from my early stage in my life, I was subject to persecution because of my faith. My grades were lowered. Later on, I was not allowed to enter into the university because my records were tainted with uh, the word Christian. And... um, I, uh, um, as I grew up, uh, I was part of an underground church in Romania and I started to learn English from a little New Testament, a Gideon's New Testament that was passed on to me secretly Hmm. by a missionary who visited our country secretly. From that little New Testament, I started to learn English and I would carry it as the most precious thing that I ever had in Romania. And that's how I started um, learning English. And um, I remember another time, um, a friend from uh, Europe, Western Europe, came and brought Bibles to us at night and left them with us. And he brought me a chocolate. On the chocolate, there was the flag of the United States. And um, I loved that flag. I cut it off with the scissors and I stuck the stars and the stripes on a bigger piece of paper and I put it on my wall. And that flag represented freedom for me freedom that I did not have hmm. in that communist country that was ruled over by a very fierce dictator and Christians were persecuted back then we didn't have the freedom of um, assembly freedom of speech freedom of uh, being able to travel and express ourselves in way that we can in this country
0: so tell me tell me about uh, tell me about That persecution and and how long did that go on? Where did that lead? And then eventually tell us about the story of you moving from Romania to the States.
1: So um, just going to church and being part of uh, the underground movement in Romania was was something that you had to struggle with every day. Um, Even the travel, let's say that at night you had to walk on the streets. There were police officers stopping and identifying you and asking you questions. Why are you walking late night on the street? Where are you coming from? Where are you working? What is your position? Uh, Why are you by yourself? Or Mm. why are you in a group of two or three people? That's one scenario. I remember one night we were together at a prayer meeting and the police officers burst in with heavy weapons and um they um we were too many for them to take us in their small cars to the police station so they took our information down and the next days they checked on each one of us to see why we have so much time to assemble secretly in in places that they could not control that's another scenario and a glimpse of what went on in my life behind the Iron Curtain, mm. uh, there were so many other instances. For instance, going Christmas caroling on Christmas Eve, uh, we would go to church, prepare, and go in the city and sing in, 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 in the marketplace. And I remember one Christmas when the police officers watching us with uh, dogs and and uh, and having weapons and listening, and some officers had tears come down their cheeks Just listening to the beautiful carols that we had to sing. Sometimes we were dispersed, but other times they listened and wondered and took it in as though that was an incredible message given to them as well. So life in Romania was not easy. Under the heavy hand of persecution of the communist regime, it was not easy, but it brought me closer to God. And it brought people closer in a closer walk, a closer relationship and dependency on our heavenly father. In order to claim that you are a Christian, you had to pay a price. Mm. I'm wondering what is the price that we have to pay in the United States when we call ourselves Christians, when we identify ourselves, just suppose you walk on the street at the gas station and you say to someone that you bump into, Hey, uh, I'm a Christian, I go to church. What are the consequences? Probably nothing, not today. But in Romania, you had to pay a price for that. Or imagine that you uh, travel by plane and you entered into a conversation and you expressed your faith to someone. When you got off the plane in Romania, you didn't know whether you would go to jail because you expressed your faith in God. Not so here in the United States, at least. Not today. And I hope that it will never happen.
0: How did you, how did you uh, get to America?
1: <laughs> well, I tried several times, Robbie. You know, um, it was not easy to escape Romania. They caught me several times. They put me in jail. I was sentenced to one year of forced labor one time. I um, tried to escape Romania through Hungary which was um, also a socialist country, and they caught me and my friend at the border between Hungary and Austria. I was hidden in between the front and the back seats in the car, and the Hungarian border guards found me there, and they sentenced my friend from Sweden, who tried to smuggle me out of Hungary into Austria, to three months in jail in uh, Budapest, Mm-hmm. Hungary jail and I spent about 30 days there then they sent me to Romania and there in Romania I was prosecuted by the heaviest uh, the the highest court in the country in Bucharest and they sentenced me to one year of forced labor um it was not easy but um those was the most formative years of my faith in God and I can tell you Robbie how God did it but he did something Wonderful in my life, he put in me a resilient spirit, huh. never give up. I, the more I, I they wanted to suppress in me that desire to be free, the more I wanted to fly out of there to be free. I believed that one day God would bring that about that I will be free. So, at the age of 24, when my life was in danger, my parents started to pray for me that God would pave the way for me to get out. Along with a friend of mine, we went to the border in a small village where he had some relatives there. We, uh, it was a miracle even to get into the village because everywhere in the train station and on the way there, there was police and uh, border guards that were watching for strangers, for people who did not belong to the village and somehow got blinded their eyes, made our way into the home, stayed hidden until the next day in the morning, dressed up in, in work clothes like um, farmers, and put a hole on my back and walked by uh, the the border guard towers and didn't inspect me. And I had to wait in a cornfield for hours until um, our friends told us that they had a, a time when they were switching border guards on on the line, and we we escaped into Yugoslavia, uh, walked for miles, and then without a map, almost crossed the border back into Romania. Uh, Through God's providence, um, we made it to the border between uh, Yugoslavia and Austria. My friend was caught by the uh, Yugoslavian border guards and detained there, and he was on the point to be sent back to Romania. Um, through the intervention of some senators from the United States, he was allowed to go to Canada. He's in Canada today. I um, escaped. They didn't catch me. I escaped into Austria, spent about a year in a refugee camp in Austria, and um, I applied for asylum, fear of persecution in my home country. My application was approved. I worked in the refugee camp with immigrants from all over the world, helped them with their applications. And then my application was approved. I came to the United States on the 13th of June, 1989. That uh, airplane was filled up with immigrants from all over the world. Mm. I landed in New York, Kennedy Airport, and I had to go walk through the gates of the airport. And my dream came true. I wanted to kiss the ground of this country, Robbie. It was so emotional. It was so heavy. Wow. Really heavy on me. So I went to, I had to exchange my, uh, my gates and the plane. And I went and I, I asked a lady, which gate do I go to? I asked in English and she answered back, Robbie, in English. And I thought to myself, my English works. Yep, I'm in a free country. So, I uh, spent a couple of months in Oregon, Portland, Oregon. I married um, the lady that I met through letters. We exchanged letters for a couple of years, and that was not easy uh, from Romania because they censored everything that came in and went out. And um, I would smuggle out letters through my friends who would bring us Bibles, and I would give them my letters to uh, my wife. Uh, uh, that I married in Oregon in 19, August 19, 1989. So now in America, we got married and the Lord paved the way for me to go to college. I studied four years of Bible college, went through two years of more Bible um, education, and then the Lord brought the wall down in Romania. Communism fell. The dictator and his wife were killed on Christmas Day. What a Christmas gift for uh, an oppressed nation of Romania. And the doors opened. I was able to go back and visit with my family. But there is one story during this time, uh, from the time I escaped Romania and I came to the United States. I started school uh, in, in August of 1989. And in November, the beginning of November, my brother, he was 20 years old. He tried to escape and follow me in the United States. He crossed the border from Romania into Hungary and from Hungary into um, Austria. Unfortunately, he died. Mm. He was killed by a drunken Austrian driver as soon as he crossed the border from Hungary. He escaped from Romania into Hungary. He escaped from Hungary into Austria. And as soon as he crossed the border, a drunken Austrian driver hit him and his friend on the side of the road. And my brother was killed instantly. I had to go to bury my brother. My family was not allowed. Um, The communists were interviewing my parents to see if somehow they knew that he would escape and put so much pressure on them. And uh, my family was under so much persecution because they did not inform the police that their children had a plan, an intent to escape the country. Mm. So here I was in, in the United States, uh, the communist wall, uh, the stronghold of communism fell. The revolution happened in December of 1989. And now I am going back to Romania and I what One great experience, Robbie, after I went to Romania, I walked on the main street of my hometown of Oradia, and there was this man, a lieutenant, Jova, and I bumped into him. Mm. He was the one who threatened to put me in jail and persecute me because I refused to cooperate with him. I refused to turn in the names of the missionaries from the United States who visited to my church and I translated it for them. And here I was, and God's overwhelming grace was all over that street and over my heart. And I was able to shake hands with me, with him, and and I loved on him, and God gave me grace to forgive him. Wow. Right there and right then. It was wow. the ultimate expression of God's freedom. God liberated me, not from communism, but now from the effects of all that communism did to me and all my persecutors. It was a moment of grace when I shook the hands with that man and the grace of God just overwhelmed me to forgive him and all the wrongs that were done to me by others in Romania. I don't hold any grudges against anyone. God helped me to get rid of that baggage, of that burden that I carried. Now, many years afterwards, Robbie, I still had nightmares that I was in Romania trying to escape but now I had children born to me here in, in, in the United States five children later and a college and a, a profession and I'm still dreaming and night, having nightmares that I'm in Romania trying to escape with my wife and my children. Wow. That's the impact that communism had on me. Now wow. I am free and I am in this country but the flag the flag is still a symbol of freedom. And God keeps reminding me, as many times as I pass by a flag and you know um, where I live and the places that God gave me, I will always raise a flag of this country because it represents freedom. But there is a freedom that's bigger than the freedom that we are experiencing in this country and in this world is the freedom from sin is the freedom from grudges, is the freedom from bitterness, is the freedom from unforgiveness of what others have done to us. God gave me that freedom and in so many ways, and I am living it and I am experiencing it. And now God is taking me to a different level of that freedom. I am in a position to fight for the freedom That God gave this people, this nation, the freedom that we can pass on and should pass on to the future generations. And the spiritual warfare that we have to do today, Robbie, it's for the future, the spiritual future of this nation and our children and our children's children. And the fight is not in the physical realm, but in the spiritual, that God will keep this nation free that my prayer today is for revival that God will sweep this nation with a revival I believe that God God's call is not so much on the politicians of this world as much as it is on the church come on on the Christians on you and me to come back to him in repentance and acknowledge him and put him first in our lives not the pursuit of materialism, and all that freedom can offer to us aside, apart, and outside the parameters of God's principles. Wow. So here I am. <laughs>
0: this is so much fun. As always, Cornell, you know, there's a part of me as I watch and, you know, there's fear and unknowns, but your testimony is such an encouragement to me, as always, that uh, we have a father who is doing incredible things just like in the planting the seed of your resiliency and faithfulness in your home in Romania from your mom's decision on into how the evil one wanted to have oppression to the church and in Romania and through your testimony that didn't happen and there are leaders that came out of that church in Romania regardless of the oppression and you're encouraging us today with that resiliency and that faithfulness that I want to be like when i grow up uh and and uh, i love your um reframe and your passion and your thankfulness for our country as well we have so much to be thankful for and uh is it colossians 3 it says overflowing with thankfulness uh that rooted in him faithful and overflowing with thankfulness i i i am I think of you with that and for our country. And I think it's a blessing and an encouragement to all of us listening today that we live in an amazing country with an incredible father who can do miraculous things regardless of our situation. And that's a lot to be thankful for, Uh, regardless of the chaos and the noise. And Cornell, you are a blessing and reminder to the True Face Tribe today about that. So, dude, keep doing it. Keep overflowing with thankfulness. And optimism and passion for the freedom that God has given you, not just in the country you live in, but in your heart, which uh, is what I love to see. Cornell, you're awesome, man. Thanks for being a part of the True Face Tribe. If you guys were blessed by this, just go to the thing and subscribe to it so you don't miss one of these podcasts that come out every two weeks. Cornell Patra, we appreciate you. See you guys.
1: Thank you, Robbie. God bless you. What a great gift, your friendship to me.
0: Thanks, Cornell. See ya.